The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, and strong language. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Summer lovin' had me a blast. Godric's hollow got my first ass. Mad a boy, horny for me. This was right before my killing spree. Horny teens joined at the peens, leading up to a deadly fight. Oh, walla, walla, walla. Uh, Dumbledore, Dumbledore. Danny, use the back door. Grindelwald, Grindelwald. Where are you begging for more? Talking late nights about Deathly Hollows. Only stopping so we could swallow. Our nightly sword fights turned into a duel. Got defeated by his magic tool. Teenage lust turned broken trust. Ripped apart with a final thrust. Oh, walla, walla, walla. Uh, Dumbledore, Dumbledore. Danny tongue at your beard. <laughs> Grindelwald, Grindelwald. Which of you liked it weird? He grew darker. That's where it ends. So I told him, we can't be friends. Then we made our unbreakable vow. Wonder who I'd be killing now. Teenage lust turned into dust. What I'd give for a final Trill, Danny. So so Welcome good. back to the Potterotica podcast. I'm Lindsay. I'm Allie. And I'm Danny Zuko. <laughs> yes. Was that in your back pocket? It's so good. It's, I meant to say it the first 12 times we recorded that Perfect. song. <laughs> wow. Well, guys, we've it's season masturbate, and <laughs> we have really done a number on you guys. <laughs> Masturbate, trademark, Don Kathleen. Yes. Uh, yes. Genius. Thank you. Um, guys, we have had so much pent-up musical energy yeah. to expel. So <laughs> um, thank you for coming back and listening to that. Um, <laughs> We're sorry. We, I'm always so sorry for people that like, just fire up a podcast and that like comes right at them. Although this song starts gentle. You have time yeah. to change. Yeah. Yeah. Time, a little foreplay before yeah. we... Blow a load in your ear. Starts so sweet <laughs> and then ends in <laughs> screaming Grindelwald. Um, this season is exciting for so many reasons. Um, the, the first and most important of which is this was written by Potterotics for Potterotics. Yeah. yeah. It's the FUBU ago. of seasons. <laughs> <laughs> the FUBU season. It's season. I was thinking, you know, you'll see this in the graphics, but the fantastic season oh. written by fans. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. It's not as good as, it's I'm not as, Danny's uh, like, if you'll refer to the poster behind us, it <laughs> honestly does say fan-tastic. It's, it's. <laughs> He's like, will anyone pay attention to my jokes? A true Danny poster would have said, fan-tastic. Because you would have really wanted to double or down like, on the pun. fan-tit. 
Dick. dick. Fant ass dick. Yep. Fan ass dick. It's not too late. I only printed this one. So <laughs> Yeah. You got a couple more. Days. It was a trial run. <laughs> it's a true Danny Laird joke. Well, so this was <laughs> until the word is undiscernible. <laughs> like that's three puns that have now canceled out the original understanding of the word, hence the wordplay is null. <laughs> you know, it's just creative liberties. Yeah. Um Speaking of creative liberties, <laughs> this is so exciting because it was written by by the Fubu season. <laughs> that this was written by two incredible Potterotics. The first, uh, her pen name is Brandon Strain, and the second is Rachel, who's the moderator on the Pen Fifteen is Mightier, our um, fanfic writers group. So, so you know, she is credentialed. They know what they're doing. They are highly credentialed. Um, <laughs> and so all we know is that the season ships Grindledore because yep. we did not get that or we will not get that in Fantastic Beasts as much as we all Yet. truly want. And uh, yeah, so before we dive in, um, <laughs> wanted to, we have a couple quick reminders. Lindsay, do you want to talk about I would love to talk about dongs. So our Patreon, which is for sort of very special people content, right, Mm -hmm. Um, is called Dumbledong's Army. And we will, um, going forward, be having special monthly quickies. And there are two bonus episodes to this season. Anyway, all of the exclusive special content is over there. So if you would like to join us and get in on that, that's where we are. Just Paterotica. Patreon.com backslash Paterotica. That's where you get all the goods. And if you are looking to meet up with amazing Potterotics, if the internet is not good enough for you, we just had our first meetup in <laughs> D.C., which was awesome that Stephanie organized. And then Julianne and Jillian have actually organized a meetup that's going to be in London, October um, 6th, October right? 6th at 11 a.m. at King's Cross, which sounds like you better be there. Otherwise, that train is unbelievable. Oh, oh, it's at King's Cross? Yeah. How cool is that's that? That's so cool. That's amazing. Did they organize it because their names are so similar? Um, so anyway so check that out more information will be on the Potterotics and then I'll have you know that I waited patiently for you guys to finish out the details of that announcement before I made my joke and it (laughs) makes me feel like I am in season 8 I am a seasoned seasoned host you know you have timing that's impeccable I will make terrible jokes after all the important stuff is over Yeah, right when we need it right when we need it Okay, and a fun uh, little reminder. So we had announced previously that we were going to um, be headlining the Chicago Podcast Festival, but change of plans. We decided to do our very own special live show, and it's now going to be December 6th. It's going to be at the Cards Against Humanity studio in Chicago, and it's uh, a very- Holiday themed. It is. It's holiday themed. It's our our horny holiday roundup. a new name I just decided we have upon, not landed on that name. decided upon right now and um and it's it's uh it's a we're doing a private smaller event so because we wanted to have a really fun intimate sexy experience with everyone <laughs> <laughs> consenting of course so um we haven't put out a link for tickets yet but as soon as we do we will let you know but December 6th mark your calendars it is our horny holiday hangout <laughs> okay. sing along mm, awesome <laughs> Awesome. That's Danny's new. Um, awesome. I said today in a client meeting, my <laughs> client had this idea and she talked about it for like seven minutes. And at the end I went, awesome. And she goes, you are not selling it. I was like, oh shit. So I got to figure out how to do that better. She's like, here's awesome. an idea that I've built my life around. And you're like, awesome. What was that thing that I kept doing? Oh, I was saying boom. 
Yeah, it's uh, gone. Don't bring it back up. Oh, it's no, gone. now it's back. I bet it's back now. <laughs> so before we get into the story, we'll do a little peen sieve of the ship that is Grundledong. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'm sure most people are aware that there's a new Fantastic Beast that's coming out in November, and so that's why we did season eight with this pairing. So without getting into the details, <laughs> we know that JK said that there was a love affair between Dumbledore and Grindelwald, and they were young gents. And so <laughs> this is us capitalizing on that romance, and we get to see how their story unfolded. So the end of the peen sieve. Ah, Without further ado, let's read. Should we get into it? Yeah. Chapter one: Fantastic kinks and where to find them. Oh. I I don't know if I can do this, Bethilda. Albus looked around the dark club in trepidation. He never would have guessed that the faded advertisement for Mrs. Scour's all-purpose magical mess remover at the end of the dark offshoot of Nocturne Alley was a concealed entrance to this underground club. Oh, my gosh. He's going clerbing. I'm so excited. I hope he's got glitter on. Just in his beard. And big hoop earrings. (laughs) He's got, like, um, tiny sunflowers in his whole beard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Looking around at the various patrons around him, he could see that someone had a macabre sense of humor when they vandalized the slogan, no pain, no stain. Wow. <laughs> you guys, I'm realizing that because the authors are so talented, I'm going to have to learn words. <laughs> but you did macabre. You did great. That, thank you. But you cannot see the sense of fear in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I could feel it emanating off your it body. It honestly is like doing popcorn It was popcorn very macabre in class. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys do that? What? Popcorn reading in class. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and you'd like, and the, would you get done and then say someone else's name? Yeah, you would just shout out someone's name. Yeah, and so you were just waiting, terrified, and you were like reading ahead to be like, do I know all the words? Do I know the words? <laughs> Red wax candles floated in the air, <gasps> casting dim light on the room. Sexy. The walls to their left were lined with booths that were made of a dark, almost black wood, but were upholstered in a rich purple velvet material. As his eyes scanned the booths, he saw a witch wearing, well, wearing very little, actually. Oh, my God, I love this right now. Her robe having added some rather strategic slits that only left a thin strap of material covering her groin and the robe unbuttoned at the top and gaping, just barely covering her breasts. Uh, Can you say Halloween costume? Hello, slutty witch. (laughs) Just then when you said hello, I pictured H-A-L-L-O-W. Ooh, hello. (laughs) Slither underneath the table at the behest of the wizard beside her, and judging by the way the wizard's eyes rolled back, his jaw went slack, and his hands moved to his lap, she realized that he had put the Imperius curse on him. No, <laughs> his hands moved to his lap. Albus couldn't imagine she had merely dropped her wand. There was definitely a wands up situation transpiring. <laughs> Love HJs? Oh. <laughs> Guys, we're going to get so many good Easter eggs in this. Oh, back in the up situation. Back in the day when I used to go to uh, like a club when I was 18, it was called Have a Nice Day Cafe. We've talked about this before, but there was an upstairs area with sofas and there was oh. HJs happening there oh. all the time. I never ventured up the in club that HJ. area. I was giving HJs up there all the time. <laughs> That's how in I Detroit know. for some That's reason. That's how I know you. Old like, Five Finger <laughs> LaFever. That's, That's what they used to call me. That's how I know you. <laughs> The you, truth of how this you imagine podcast me and, started. Me and Danny realized we hooked up when we were, oh when my we God. were 18. That was you <laughs> that I gave a hand job to. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> when the wizard's head came forward, he opened his eyes and his piercing stare landed on Albus. 
A satisfied smirk bloomed on his lips, and he seemed to give a strong thrust of his hips, causing a thunking sound to reach Albus's ears, and a disgruntled moan arose from under the table. (laughs) (laughs) Albus cleared his throat and looked away quickly, feeling his cheeks warm with his embarrassment at getting caught out. Out of the corner of his eyes, Albus could see the witch ascend from the floor and the wizard grab her by the waist and deposit her in front of him on the table. The strategic strip of fabric was flipped over her shoulder as she leaned back on her hands and the man tucked into his meal of sorts. <laughs> Dang! Are they oh having table sex? They're having table oral, oral sex. Oh my God. He's eaten more than belongs on a table. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll also have a side of fries. Please. Thank you very much. <laughs> Do you have any white wine that pairs well with this fish? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. Oh, that was such Gross. a bad, gross joke. It would be a penis grigio. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> a merblot. Oh. hey oh. Yes. Somalia humor. Yeah. So season eight. <laughs> As our shtick. So season eight. <laughs> Alvis hadn't been entirely sure what to expect when Bethilda had offered to bring him to this private den of iniquity, but he was starting to get a much clearer picture. He was going to need a drink. Bethilda was... I made a Chardonnay. Hey, joke was <laughs> too late. <laughs> no, that was perfectly tight. I'll see myself, I'll see myself okay. But... But Thilda was looking down at her, frankly, obscene cleavage, which was spilling out over the bustier she had on. Based on the look she was receiving from various wizards and a few witches Mm. around the room, the bustier's effects were appreciated by many, if not by him. The cleavage Mm. may not be doing anything for him, but he had to admit that the deep blue brocade material paired with the multi-tiered moonstone necklace that was dangling between her breasts was a pleasing combination. Mm, Moonstone. (laughs) Your tits look fine, but oh my God, that palette. (laughs) It gave her an air of mystery and reminded him of a bit of a crystal ball used for divination. He knew better than to mention that to her, though. She had made her disdain for divination very obvious ever since his family had moved to Godric's Hollow when he was 10. Bethilda reached in and adjusted her breasts in the bustier then cupped them from below and gave them a few quick hefts (laughs) until she seemed satisfied in their arrangement. (laughs) Arrangement. (laughs) We used to have a wall climbing teacher that would talk She'd be like, okay, gentlemen, don't forget to rearrange the furniture. Which is like wildly inappropriate to. And that's very inappropriate. Oh, what teacher? It's hilarious. But- Wall climbing, because you were in those oh, harnesses. Yeah, wow. Wait, huh. you had a specific teacher for wall climbing? Or was it the gym Didn't teacher? Everybody have a wall climbing teacher? You're so we never, bougie. We never wall climbed in high school. I also, I'm just like you. Why aren't you guys saying <laughs> like indoor rock climbing? Why are you saying wall climb? I'm like saying it because Danny keeps saying it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not an athlete, you guys. <laughs> but my furniture is All right. impeccable. Okay. I told you, in here, I'm not Bethilda. I'm Mistress Beebe. Oh, Ooh. yes. Anonymity is a big part of what keeps this place safe. Yes. So it's important for you to remember that. Albus nodded his understanding. It was just that it was beyond a little weird to call someone that used to babysit you Mistress. <laughs> or to be at a sex club with someone that used to babysit you. Right. <laughs> well, also, though, you know, wizards can be so, so old. That, like, she probably babysat him, like, hundreds of years ago. I don't think that's how the math works in this. I don't know, the canon age. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they're probably, what, 400 right now? Right. Roughly. Oh, when did you come out? When I was 195. (laughs) Do you want me to take you around and show you? No, no, that's, um, I'll be fine here on my own. Albus interrupted her before she could finish the offer. He still couldn't believe that she'd managed to talk him into coming to a sex club in the first place. 
But the thought of exploring the place with her, he didn't think there was a Priapo charm strong enough to overcome that level of awkwardness. I was initially picturing old Dumbledore, and now I just realized that I had the opportunity <laughs> to picture <know>. Jude Law. <laughs> That's exactly right. Okay. Yep. My new lens is through Jude Law being Elvis. Yes. Okay. I'm so into it now. Um, the Priapo charm is a booze charm. A booze charm? Mm. Yeah, to get a little drunk. Oh, great. I believe. Bethilda, or Mistress Beebe, gave him a kind smile. Okay, just remember what I told you. As long as you keep that masquerade mask on, no one will be able to tell your identity. This is like when Harry was a mummy. Very eyes wide shut. <laughs> They're enchanted with a glamour charm that'll make it impossible for anyone to remember specifics about you. You'll appear just as you are, but the memories will be blurred if anyone tries to recall your specifics. Of course, it's not like an Genius. actual mask. It's a charm mask. That's awesome. So cool. I would go to a sex club if I could wear a charmed mask and no one would ever know it was me. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh, guys, one more time. Are yeah, we? Yeah. Yeah. Should sure. we all go to a sex club with a really elaborate mask on? <laughs> yeah. We're the only I, ones in math. <laughs> so we stick out like sore thumbs. It's got a glamour charm. And, and they for sure remember us. <laughs> yeah. The Potterotic mask with yeah. our branding. With our branding on it. Well, of course. I feel like you and Mark would make an like, the most elaborate oh, masquerade mask. Yeah. Can you make us the mask? Yeah, of course. Albus reached up to the ornate mask that was a rich orange-red oh. color and that flared out at the temples like wings of fire. <gasps> like a phoenix. Mm. Mm. Oh, so when he has Fox, mask. he probably is like, uh, reminds me of my good old days at the sex club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When Bethilda had offered him a choice of masks, he had immediately gone for this one because it reminded him of a phoenix. He'd always wanted a phoenix for a pet as a child. Mm -hmm. Bethilda held up her right hand, back-facing Albus. That ring I gave you is the safety precaution. It will glow with color depending on your mood. <gasps> Everyone in here knows the rule that if it's glowing red, the scene stops immediately. No questions. A consent <gasps> ring? And like a safe word ring, essentially. Yeah. So good. Oh, my God. And it's a mood ring? That's awesome. Do we think this is the 70s by any chance? <laughs> this is the 30s, oh. eventually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Precursor to the mood ring. <laughs> the scene is about safety, and if you're ever feeling unsafe, the ring will glow red and let them know that. A yellow glow will indicate that you're approaching your limits and your partner will know to ease up. Green means that you want them to continue with what they're doing. Great stuff. Albus looked down at the ring on his right hand, which was a murky brown, broadcasting <laughs> the confusion, fear, and intrigue that went swirling inside of him. It looked a bit like Billywig stink slime. Hmm. Bethilda reached down and clasped his hand. Take a look around and try to enjoy yourself. If you want to leave at any time, just come find me and we'll go, okay? Albus took a deep, fortifying breath and squared his shoulders. He could do this. Dropping Bethilda's hand, he walked deeper into the club. First order of business, a very stiff drink. Second order, order of business, a, a very stiffy. stiff stiff. Ah! Oh, my God. Oh, my Guys, God. Guys, don't read ahead. Oh we did it. Albus? <laughs> I can't even. I can't even look at you. <laughs> Albus skirted the edge of the dance floor, <laughs> watching as witches and wizards swayed to the haunting melodies that were coming from the live band playing on stage. Only, this dancing was not like anything he'd seen at any of the society balls he'd been to. It was grinding. It was all horizontal. <laughs> yeah, the horizontal mambo. <laughs> Very popular in these parts of the wizarding world. <laughs> the partners, or in some cases more, were so close that there was not a breath of yeah. space between them. No room for the Holy Spirit. And they were arranged in every combination imaginable. Albus watched as a tall blonde wizard bent down and kissed his brunette wizard companion. 
their mouths opening and tongues. <laughs> Even Draco Alley. <laughs> I know. Hi, boo. Their tongues stroking against each other. Albus felt a frizzen of excitement arc down his spine and into his cock. Mm-hmm. He looked down to see the ring change color, taking on a more yellowish hue, like sun-baked grass. I feel like we had a story in the past where we were talking about like how embarrassing it would be if people always knew when you were turned on, like that they were like wearing that, like it was like a spell that like changed like your color of hair. Some, do you guys remember this at all? Oh, yes. Yeah. No, we were talking about Tonks. How it was in the quickie that her hair was black when she was really mad. Oh right. And that when she was like really horny, it was gonna be a different color. Right. And we're like, if you had to like. Wait, I wear we, that. It I thought we were talking about Severus, though. That like his no, his pubes were on fire when he was horny. No, his also whole body that. was on body. fire when he was horny. Wasn't we were saying we were something about? visual about someone who has listened to this podcast more times than me. Remind us if you can later on Facebook. And we were also talking about if you had to ejaculate, like fuck out the, the ghost, the yeah. ghost of the person before, yeah. That when you, you could came, tell if yeah, when somebody you came, cheated. you knew who the last person yeah. they had sex with. Yeah. That's what, actually one of the most genius things we've ever come up with. And then we were like, <laughs> that brings a new term to being ghosted. Okay, keep going. <laughs> just want to pat our back yeah, and forth. Still good still about good. all of that. <laughs> great. Still great. Pulling his eyes away from the writhing bodies on the dance floor, Albus continued to trek to the bar. Spotting an empty stool, he slid into it, and that was just about to place his order when he processed what he was seeing. The bartender's paprika-colored hair hung loose around his face, reaching down past his shoulders, and Albus could see small braids working through the hair at various points. With hair like that, he must be either a Pruitt or a Weasley. (gasps) The long hair gave his face a softness that belied the rest of him because his legs were clad in skin-tight, iridescent dragon leather that made Albus wish he could peel them off slowly. (gasps) Albus. Albus's eyes roamed up the ridges of his abs and got stuck on the golden chain that was dangling between piercings in the two dusky nipples. (laughs) What can I get you? The bartender's inquiry, delivered with a twitching smile, interrupted Albus's hand, which seemed to have been extending towards the man, wanting Whoa. to give the chain a soft tug to see what kind of effect it had. Wow. Albus regained his composure through the force of will, placing <laughs> his hand firmly in his lap and out of trouble. He couldn't help but notice the growing stiffness between his legs. Wow. You guys, I'd be so, if I had a nipple rings but with a chain, I'd be so scared they'd be snagged on something. Ah, I think he I was know. just wearing a necklace and he had two nipple rings, but I don't think it was all attached. Oh, they okay. were maybe clamps. Maybe. Not ring, not oh, piercings, okay. but okay. like clampies. Yeah, clamper roo roos. Thank you. Got it. Yep. Dragon- You're never allowed in a sex club. <laughs> <laughs> he had some clamper roo roos. Some clamper roo roos on, mom. <laughs> Dragon barrel brandy, please. The bartender turned around and perused the shelves of liquor behind him before spotting the bottle and accioing it down from the top shelf. Taking a deep breath, he blew on the bottle. A small cloud of dust billowing into the air. Grabbing a glass, he opened the bottle and poured a generous amount before pushing the glass across the bar to Albus. We don't get a lot of brandy drinkers in here, but Mm. it should still be fine. Give it a try. Albus reached out and took a tentative sip. The bite of alcohol had diminished somewhat, but it still tasted pretty good. It would do to calm his frayed nerves. Albus reached into his robes to pull out his coin purse, but before (laughs) he could untie it, the bartender told him to put his money away. That bottle must be older than you, so if anything, you're doing me a favor. One last bottle of the dust... At this, Albus gave the bartender an accusing look, his eyes darting down to the dust-encrusted bottle. The bartender gave a small chuckle. It's on my to-do list. So, you must be new here. I haven't seen you around before. At least, I haven't seen that mask before. Ooh. Albus had almost forgotten he was wearing the mask. Why aren't you wearing a mask? Aren't you worried that someone will recognize you? Not really. I was fortunate enough to be born into a pure-blood family that wasn't born with a pole already inserted up their backside. (laughs) 
I waited until I was 17 for that. (laughs) The bartender gave Albus a cheeky wink, and Albus couldn't quite believe how forthcoming he was, being a hand extended out to him, and he took it, the two shaking hands. I'm Capra Pruitt, but my friends call me Kay. So he was right. That hair really is a dead giveaway. (laughs) We're getting some, like, OG characters. I know. I'm loving it. Fun fact, Molly Weasley was a Pruitt before she got married. Cute. The more you know. The more you know. Albus was caught up in his own musings, and it was a moment before he realized that they were still awkwardly shaking hands, an amused smirk on Capra's lips. And you are a wolf. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He wasn't sure why he used one of his middle names. <laughs> Brian. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Brian. Right, of all his middle names. Yeah. Not Brian. <laughs> wolf. He wasn't sure why he used one of his middle names. He guessed partly because he wasn't as brave as Capra and wanted to maintain some anonymity. Besides, he got an overabundance of middle names, so might as well get some use out of them. And Wolf sounds dangerous and sexy. It does. It sounds like a club name. Almost as sexy as Brian. Brian. (laughs) Sexy name, Wolf. At Capra's compliment, Albus couldn't help but feel vindicated in his choice. So what brings you here? I came with a friend. She's left me to explore on my own. She... Damn, and here I was hoping blokes were more your thing. Capra's mouth turned down in a small mew of disappointment. They are. (laughs) (laughs) Alvis's eagerness was embarrassing. (laughs) Capra let out a laugh at his obvious discomfort. I mean, we're just friends. Bath, Mistress Beebe, and I. She's practically a sister to me. (laughs) Alvis's heart ached at the reminder of the very real sister that he had lost four years ago. Aberforth still blamed him for the death of both her and their mother, insisting that if Albus hadn't been traveling and was home, helping his mother take care of the vulnerable Ariana, he could have done something to prevent it. He knew that Aberforth felt guilty about being at Hogwarts at the time, wishing there was something he could have done for the sister that he adored so much. Ariana and Aberforth had always been like two puffskins in a poofle. And Aber- <laughs> <laughs> and Aberforth... As they say. As they say. And Aberforth like, had been... Not two peas in a pod. Nope, that's cute and Aberforth had been crushed by her death. Albus could only hope that his brother would eventually come around. Odd club to come to with your sister, mate. <laughs> Albus is shaken out of his morose thoughts by Capra's irreverence. Nah, she's not my sister, mate. She's my babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately for me, I have a rule that I don't date the clientele. Too bad, because you're downright adorable. But I'm sure you'll find someone else to keep you busy. Albus couldn't help but feel a little disappointed at Capra's gentle rejection. Aww. And he took a slug of brandy to ease the sting which was a mistake. Brandy is definitely not the ideal beverage for that kind of drinking. Albus coughed, sputtering a bit before his throat finally stopped its spasming. He cleared his throat and then asked, So, uh, any tips for where I should start? You may as well take advantage of that liquid courage you just dosed yourself with and check out the back rooms. There's an assortment of rooms back there that cater just to about every kink you could ever imagine. Capra cocked his head towards the door to the right that Albus hadn't noticed before. Not surprising, really, since there was nothing at all remarkable about the door, which was painted a solid black and did not give any indication that there was anything of interest behind it. Had Capra not mentioned it, Albus would have assumed it was a broom closet. Throwing back the last mouthful of brandy, ugh, he really needed to stop doing that. Albus stood up from his stool and squared his shoulders, ready to face whatever lay behind that innocuous rectangle of wood. He noticed that the ring was now glowing a pale green. Mm. It's like a sim. (laughs) It's like a sim icon. That stiff drink did wonders, not to mention the charming ginger serving them. Thank you, Capra. It was a pleasure meeting you. You too, you big bad wolf. 
have fun back there. And if you need any more liquid courage, you know where to find me. Capra gave him another quick wink before turning around, heading to the other end of the bar where an annoyed man was waving his hand in the air, trying to get Capra's attention. (sighs) (sighs) End. When the episode ends, check your underpants. Are you ones up or down? That's my Danny uh, discovered his range in the opening song. Yeah. When the episode is. <laughs> uh, my, Grandelwald, Grandelwald. My want is. Whoop, 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 whoop. My mood ring is green. It is oh, glowing. I'm so excited to see where this goes. It is so much fun. I am going to ask all the Potterotics, we'll start a thread to let us know what is your sex club name. Oh. I think that's really important to know about each yeah. other. So, that when so we not meet, the name of the sex club, the name of what you call your, your um, under alias. Under the mask. Yeah. Yeah. Let's start episode two with that. Yep. Yeah, come back. That's great. Great, 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 great. great. My wand is up. Same. I'm feeling real good about the story. I love sexy Phoenix mask wearing Elvis. It's like very Fifty Shades of Grey a little bit. Yeah. And like the masks and the sex club and he's about to go in this back room and he's flirting with the bartender. I think the pivot to the bartender was a smooth move. Got him a little comfortable. Mm-hmm. Broke him in a little bit. And like, a lot, like some flirtation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. I'm so in. Wand all the way up. Three wands up. Awesome. And we already got an HJ. Yeah. That was so fast. And, and oral. Yeah. Ah. H A B J. Toss salad. DJ. Tune in next week to find out what happens behind these doors. Yep. And again, we are so, so, so excited to be reading Rachel and Brandon Strain's story. So, yay. Love us so see far. you guys next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. For more erotic goodness, follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Potterotica Podcast, or join our private Facebook group, The Potterotics. For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit us at potteroticapodcast.com. And if you like what you're listening to, make sure you're subscribed. And if you're extra horny, leave a review. But only if it's nice. 10 points for nice reviews.